You are standing at the edge, the edge of a high building. You want to end your life here. You have cried until you can't cry no more. Your face is dark and tired. You find no need to live anymore. So you want to end it all here from the edge of this tall building. Before you jump, you recall some of the problems that brought you here. You were born in a humble background. Your parents struggled to provide for you and your siblings. You dreamt of one day saving your parents from poverty. But your dad died while you were in high school. And your dear mother, after you completed campus, you are devastated. You hate God. You are convinced that he doesn't love you. You are sorry for yourself. You complain. Why does God hate me so much? Why don't my friends struggle to get anything like I do? Why don't I get a reputable job with all the education that I have? Why do the winds blow so hard against me? You stop for a moment and think, how would I feel if the winds favored me? You smile for a moment. You remember your childhood dream. It was to set up a children's home. It was to help other kids so that they will not have a past like yours. You realize that you have never tried to do something that you have always loved. You have realized your purpose. You decide that you don't want to die before realizing your purpose. You don't jump from the building. You are ready to live now, no matter what life offers you. You go back home happy and relaxed. It's been long since you felt this way. You are ready to embrace yourself and move on. Hello there and how are you doing today? Welcome to the Swan Podcast. I am your host, Shell Njogo. I am glad that you joined me today. Today we are talking about mental health and specifically I want to give you my story um, of struggling with um, mental illness um, that was to an extreme of being suicidal now uh, last month it was a mental health awareness month that i wanted to post but i didn't i don't know why uh, but someone her name is channing b she posted on her on her ig and asked um, if you had committed suicide, what could you have missed out on? And there were a lot of responses. And people were talking about, I couldn't have, I couldn't have acquired a property, uh, my first property. I couldn't have written a book. I couldn't have um, 
seen my children go to uh, whatever stage I couldn't have met my husband I couldn't have gotten children and I couldn't have completed college I couldn't have found my purpose I couldn't have known the love of Jesus and there were so many responses and my response I didn't reply to her post but her response my response to that is I couldn't have completed college and I couldn't have found out my purpose nor could I have experienced the love of Christ Jesus so I've struggled with mental health uh, for a long time and by long time I mean since I was in primary school I remember this one time when I asked my brother and mother uh, if they experience if they get tired um, on their chest and they said no and I was like okay then I'm weird well I thought to myself that I'm weird and so I just kept quiet because I couldn't explain it but now um, looking back I know I was struggling with anxiety um, at that early age I was probably in class 5 or 6 already struggling with anxiety let me give you though a story of when I was aware now that I'm not okay and I need help. I was in campus my second year and I wanted to quit school. I know I wasn't okay and let me first explain the type of student I was um, in school. I was mostly quiet. Um, I attended all the classes. I was a day scholar, so I was a day scholar. So after school, I went directly home, and from home, I went directly to school. I my my routine was so predictable if i wasn't in school i was at home if i wasn't at home i'm in school and if i'm not in either of the two then i'm somewhere that i've been sent uh to and it wasn't a rule that i was given that you should be somewhere or that you should be home at this specific time or whatever there were no rules i just that was my life i had no i had no social life zero it's funny because i actually came out uh from campus without making the solid uh kind of relationship where you know that this person is your person like for real um, I didn't make any best friend, if I can say that. 
I of course you have to make friends which I did maybe yeah because you have to talk while you're in school and everything with your classmates in campus I had a lot of time to myself and that's when I had all the thoughts uh, from the time I was in primary uh, to high school um, and now campus and all those thoughts of course they overwhelmed me and I am a thinker by personality and now having to think and rethink trauma it obviously overwhelmed me it obviously made me sad it obviously it of course led me to suicidal thoughts and i analyzed every even every situation every trauma every experience that i had uh growing up unfortunately i didn't even i couldn't at the moment i couldn't remember something beautiful about my childhood i was clouded with trauma most of the time and things that we had done to me that we are hurtful i blamed myself because it was something that was done to me uh where someone was like continually hurting me um i blamed myself i was like yo why did i did i have to be born did i have to be born and then i was like no i was a child you know i didn't commit any crime against anyone uh, so someone did something wrong to me someone hurt me uh, intentionally so i started blaming that person uh but again given the life that they had painted that specific person had painted to other people uh about me it was so difficult to convince anyone that this person was also hurting me because when we were somewhere outside in public they always praised me but somewhere where we were the two of us oh my goodness it was the worst and so that made me feel like a crazy person or like i have illusions or i am hallucinating uh, and even today if i can think about it so much i end up feeling like i'm crazy i feel crazy when i think that this person is capable of doing this i end up feeling crazy and i have to actually calm myself down and 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 just my brain now has learned to bring evidence to show that no shelly you're not you're not crazy it's true this happened to you 
Uh, but again, we are not going to dwell on this because now dwelling on the past so much and not having a place where I could empty my thoughts made me that that is what led me to depression. And the other thing is, and of course, now where I'm feeling like I shouldn't have been born, obviously, that's how suicidal thoughts are born. And I just became so suicidal. I wanted to die because I didn't feel as if I had any worth being on this earth. Um, and I was in a lot of turmoil inside and I didn't have anyone to talk about the pain about all I did was after school when I came uh, home I used to cry a lot Um, I used to cry so hard that I used to sleep while crying and in the same while I was crying, I used to pray to God that he may take my life away. And I have a poem that I've written um, to the nights I prayed to sleep and never wake. And to the mornings I woke and cast. Because I just couldn't believe that I'm alive. I I. I used to sleep with so much hope that I would die such that when my alarm went off in the morning, I used to wonder why or I I, I used to doubt whether it's just an illusion. Um, Am I like dead dead or have I not died yet? Uh, and I used to pinch myself just to make sure that I'm not, that I'm dead. And then there was pain. And so I was fully alive and I used to feel so bad about that. Um. Then after that, now this is my second year, I wanted to quit school. I used to tell my classmates that I wanted to just stop schooling but they used to take it as a joke um mainly because i'm the one who used to to teach them uh probability and statistics um and they couldn't understand how this person who is so good uh in this unit that it's so difficult can want to quit school but in all honesty I wanted to quit school uh, of which I think that pattern uh, of wanting to quit something I think it's something that I'll need to talk about in a later podcast because it's a pattern that I've learned about myself when I feel like I'm at the edge all the time I want to quit everything. I want to quit. Recently, I wanted to quit uh, working. And it's it's just a pattern that I've noticed that whenever I'm going through stuff, um, 
I just want to quit. But that's a later day podcast. I was in great pain. And that's why I wanted to die. And because I couldn't bring myself to harm myself. uh, That's why I prayed. And second, I remember this specific time at Archives, um, Moy Avenue. Uh, there was a bus coming at a high speed, and I could see it. And that was the best moment for me to cross the road, uh, so that it could hit me. And if you know, if you're Nairobian and you know matter to drivers then you know you don't want to cross the road slowly but i intentionally crossed the road so slowly i walked so slowly so that the bus could hit me but it didn't i don't know how i was able to cross before it hit me seriously that's God. <laughs> um, but now we ha- we had I had one problem with us. Whenever well, I want to die, right? That we have established that I wanted to die, and now I'm trying to write my eulogy mostly in my head. And it used to read something like Shemith Wangeshin Jogu, born that uh, Nov, da da da, went to this primary school, da da da, uh, went to high school, then she went to college, and she died as a second year student. And I used to get stuck at that point where I wanted to write another line in my eulogy, but I couldn't because there was nothing more to my life. And that should explain the poem that I started with. Um, that it's that moment where you realize, oh my goodness, I can't, there is nothing about me. There is nothing special about me. Of course, people will um say that I was a good girl, quiet, uh well put, whatever, all those things that they were to say. And yo there is nothing that I had achieved. And something else that used to irritate me because now I used to picture myself um in the barrio while I'm in the coffin or wherever. And I used to see this specific person who had me the most crying. And it used to drive me crazy. Oh, goodness. It used to drive me crazy because, like, why are you crying? You're the one who led me to this coffin. And now you're crying that I'm gone? Come on. It used to drive me crazy that I'm not trying to be insensitive here, but I have this thing where if you have mishandled me, I know death is unfortunate, especially if people die young. Um, 
but no. Just don't cry. If you hated, what I mean is, if you hated someone while they were alive, unless you're crying the regret of whatever you did to them, don't cry that they died because you hated them anyway. And whatever thing, I used to picture that person and it used to drive me crazy. And those are like some of the things that used to stop me from harming myself. But mostly I used to get stuck at my eulogy that it used to offend me that I didn't have or not offend but I used to get stuck at that point where I wanted to write an achievement that I had and I couldn't find any and that and that used to bug me a lot even though I was depressed and suicidal and with high neurosis uh, is it high neurosis or highly neurotic either okay so this specific event now is what changed my life one day it was probably the second day of my internship um i felt sick in the morning in that specific morning i was feeling sickly but now later in the evening when i was in amatatu heading home i i passed out and well the people were in shugliki and all so i got home and the following day i went to the hospital was given some meds um went back home started taking the meds nini nini but now i think it was towards a weekend um so it was either i think it was on a friday when i fell sick yeah because i started my internship on thursday so yes it was the second day and now on friday i fall sick um on such day when i go to the hospital i'm given some meds um i go home with them i'm taking them but yo i started having a severe a headache then it became severe then the more i took painkillers the more my the headache just went off like literally my head was going to burst because of the amount of physical pain i was in such that i'm not this kind of people who will easily ask for help but that day now on saturday at night i asked if if I could be taken to the hospital at night. No, I didn't say if I could be taken to the hospital. I asked if someone could take uh that I'm having this severe headache and I think I need to go to the hospital. But I was told because I don't report I barely talk um about myself when I'm going through a painful thing. So they thought that the headache wasn't that much and 
it was severe. I couldn't sleep throughout the night. I couldn't turn my head. I was in so much pain, like the pain went to the back of my uh the the pain was in the whole of my head and now it was extending even to the back of my neck and it was just so painful so come morning i went to well first i vomited and it's another story about that vomit uh that i that i experienced that sunday morning Again, it has another story of its own. Um, I vomited, but now I went to the hospital. I was taken to the hospital. I couldn't even take myself. I was that weak. And I'm crying uh, at the hospital bench. I'm crying. My blood was taken for testing. So as I was sitting at the bench uh, outside the laboratory, I made this prayer to God. And this a prayer that I made, it was like after, it was a while since I had prayed. Um, I prayed, God, I don't want to die young. Um, I also said, I wouldn't want to witness even my worst enemy going through this kind of pain that I am in. And that, that thing, uh, no, though, I think it was just two prayer statements. N- me thinking about whatever I had prayed later on, um, me saying that I wouldn't want to witness my worst enemy uh, in that kind of prayer meant that I was willing to forgive that person. And I didn't want to die. And God, God was right there. Like he showed up at that moment. And that's how my life turned around. Today, I'm going to stop there. But I'll talk about... Uh, healing in another episode my journey of healing because it has been a process and it still is a process even right now uh, before I started recording this podcast or um, while I was working working in another project and I was thinking about my life um I remembered, I was remembering some of the stuff that we had done to me. And I was telling myself, forgiveness is a continuation journey. I can't say that I've forgiven this person. And that's it. Uh, because there will always be issues arising up from that specific um, period. And given that uh, the fact that I was a child developing, then there is a lot of hurt. Um, so forgiveness doesn't stop. Uh, when I said, when I said that I forgive you, overall it's true. I've forgiven this person, but it it's. Yeah, I've forgiven them. 
but there will always be issues arising. Um, so my heart's position will be forgiveness. I want to forgive this person. I barely get angry uh, anymore from that situation. But I find my heart's posture is now wanting to forgive. I was just giving myself a TED talk. Telling myself that forgiveness is a continuation journey just the same way as I heal, then I need to forgive that specific person. Um, now, the objective of this story is to remind you that if you are the one standing at the edge don't don't jump um you have a beautiful life ahead of you i know you can be in so much pain that it clouds you and you think that there is nothing there is nothing beautiful to this life but trust me there is um you're not alone I went through it. I know there are, I have some friends who have also gone through depression. Um, they have conquered. They are still conquering. You're not alone. Um, talk to someone. Don't give up yet. Call on God. Even if uh, for the longest time you've never prayed to God. I also never did. But when I prayed to him, he answered and he, like, I could feel that something shifted. My heart became lighter at that very moment where I said, Amen. And so I know and believe that God will help you. Call on God, he will help you. And please just talk to someone about it. You don't have to suffer alone. Um, it's easier to carry a burden shared um, than when you're carrying it all by yourself. So that's it. Remember that Jesus loves you so, so much. Don't give up yet.